Kane, 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Uh, just a whole host of things today. Of course, we'll have our high school coach uh, on the air uh, at a problem 7.30, uh, give or take a minute or so uh, this morning. Elsewhere in the news, of course, big Major League Baseball game tonight. If you're a Cubs fan or a Reds fan, for that matter, is uh, the Field of Dreams. If you're just a fan of corn. A lot of corn. A lot of corn. Always wondered. I wonder how many people that play seats now, you know. The original seating capacity was uh, a bench, two benches. Yeah, I know, I know. (laughs) And and you know what irks me about it is they built it adjacent to the the field they used for the movie, the original one. That's right, that's right. So it kind of loses some of that. Uh, You know, uh, I thought it was cute last year. You know, it probably won't happen next year. Uh, Frank Thomas says they're doing some more. Frank Thomas is part of the ownership group now. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. The facility. And he says they're going to be doing some construction, um, and so they probably won't do it next year. And I was surprised. Joey Vado, uh, of all people, he doesn't come off as someone soft and cozy. But You're right about he that. He is really excited about this game. He thinks it's uh, like almost the highlight of his career. Granted, the Reds haven't had a ton of success no. while he's been there. But, uh, you, know, uh, you know, as a Cub fan, yeah, I'll watch it, of course, because, uh, you know, win or lose, I, I watch games. I I was listening to the radio broadcast online, of course, uh, the Cubs yesterday, uh, early in the game. We got to watch the rest of it from, say, the third inning on. But, you know, Cub fans uh, show up at Wrigley, win, lose, or draw, and it's because they have an attitude, this is the game that matters. Yesterday is over. Today, I'm here at the ballpark. Today's game yeah, matters. And you got to think like that, too, in baseball with 162 yeah. games. Uh, but you're right, Votto, 38-year-old, uh, he and his dad, uh, uh, well, let's see, uh, Field of Dreams came out when, uh, how's my math, 88, 80s, yeah, 88, 88 89, so that's 34 years ago. So he was four years old, when the, five years old when the movie came out. Man, I can't believe it's been that long. Oh, uh, you're right, it's really been a long time, and uh, he watched the iconic movie, the same uh, uh, title in preparation for the game, he uh he posted a thread on Twitter detailing his love for the film. Votto explained uh, it was his favorite of his his growing up, and a specific a scene from the movie resonates with him. In the flick, uh, it's Costner's character, Ray Kinsella, uh, calls out his father, John, who played uh, by Dwyer Brown for a game of catch after he constructed the baseball diamond in the middle of his cornfield. So it's a moment that pulls the heartstrings of baseball fans and movie watchers alike. So if... Uh, First time you ever saw that movie, it really kind of it, it it took to you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, one thing Cosner did do, and what is uh, what did he do? Four baseball movies, I believe, over the period of time uh, with that one, along with a Bull Durham. And the same uh, summer, I believe those two came out, didn't it, they? It was pretty close. You're right. It was pretty close, along with uh, um, for the uh, love of the game. And I'm trying to think of his uh, fourth one uh, baseball movie. He's always uh, been successful. In the baseball, he didn't do the sandlot, did he? No. no. <laughs> anyway, uh, for you know, Votto just uh, and it, it's probably a big thrill. And last year, you know, I taped that game last year. I thought it would be special. Didn't know if they'd come back. Of course, I think during the game they announced the Cubs and the Reds would be back in the following year. But uh, of course, a walk-off home run by Anderson uh, 
to beat the Yankees, and after the Yankees had come back in the top of the ninth, right, right. you know, to beat the uh, to, to try to beat the White Sox. So, of course, uh, White Sox dressed in the nineteen nineteen uh, fame uniforms of uh, eight men out with uh, Kennesaw Mountain Land is throwing not, out those players. Yeah, I haven't seen the Reds uniforms for tonight, but the Cubs uniform is uh, it's a throwback. It is it? a throwback uh, back to their walking bear days. Um, a red sea that is actually very similar to the Cincinnati shaped sea that okay. similar font with the walking bear uh, piping around the neck and down the buttons uh, cream colored uh, no pinstripes well uh, it's they're going to have a look at the the game tonight uh, the field of dreams games got a little competition because the NFL kicks off uh, uh, tonight with a couple of games and uh, tomorrow night also with a few and then Saturday of course, the Saints will be kicking off uh, Saturday at 7. That game will be broadcast on KATC TV 3 uh, at 7 o'clock Saturday night. So uh, people who want to know how to pick up the Saints, I uh, think they, the Saints released a uh, list of uh, stations in Louisiana and the surrounding area, Mississippi and all, will be carrying the game. So uh, KATC Channel 3 tomorrow night, uh, Saints game. Back to Field of Dreams, Jeff. And, um, of course, uh, the Reds and the Cubs <laughs> – Basically, are fighting it out uh, to get out of the cellar. Both teams uh, have moved uh, back and forth along with the Pirates, but the Pirates are playing a little better baseball right now in that regard. So um, I know we hadn't talked to Coach in a while up in uh, Lakeshore, but uh, the Reds, uh, they've had their issues too uh, this year and uh, just trying to pull up uh, quickly the uh, standings in the uh, in the major leagues. Uh, the Yankees, uh, you know, they're taking their hits right now, too, Jeff. The Yankees uh, at one time were trying to hit on about 115, 16 wins this year, but I don't think they're going to make it. Uh, right now, I don't think they're going to make 100 wins the way they're playing right now. Of course, uh, the Yankees lost uh, to Seattle yesterday 4-3, to three, got to see a good portion of that game. That's right. So uh, just you know, they're holding on. Uh, of course, the Cards lead the Brewers, probably the tightest race in the major leagues right now. For the uh, uh, league standings uh, elsewhere, the Atlanta has a comfortable seven-game lead. Uh, or I should say the Mets have a seven-game lead over Atlanta. And out in the West, uh, of course, the Dodgers lead by 16 games. Uh, that's pretty much sold it up. Uh, that's a cata- catastrophic collapse. Yankees still playing at around 63% wins. at 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games, though, and they've lost the last two Elsewhere in the Central, Cleveland with a one-game lead over the Twins, and Houston with a 16, or check that, 10-and-a-half-game lead over Seattle. So uh, really only a couple division races uh, playing real well um, in that regard. Uh, Back to uh, the Saints, Jeff. Uh, There are a lot of um, praise coming out of the camps right now about Michael Thomas uh, just having a heck of a a preseason camp. Playing well, uh, of course, as we mentioned the other day, Davenport uh, off the pulp list. Uh, so a lot of good things happen to the Saints right now. I think it's, and they're talking about all their draft picks this past year are contributing. So uh, of course, Pinning hadn't been in any fights lately, and uh, he's kind of cooled his jets uh, over the course of the last few days. Uh, the Saints also released a veteran running back who played with the Rams a few years ago, and. Saints, you know, uh, were looking for running backs, so I'm wondering, curious why they want to release one if they're looking to pick up one. Then I heard they picked up a quarterback, and uh, I, I can't recall the, the the player's name, 
but due to I hope that's not any indication that uh, of of Mr. Winston's uh, uh, foot being a, a, a more of an injury than they they think. So it's the type of injury you want to stay off of if it's going to heal. So yeah, I I don't I haven't seen anything that is overly concerning. Andy Dalton stepping in, taking all the snaps. Well, not all the snaps, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, the, third the, string the book, fourth the string, book, yeah, Ian Book. Get, getting a little opportunity as well. But, no, in this type of injury, you just need to stay off of it. And uh, Now, now some folks will suggest uh, working it, uh, you know, uh, prolo your pain away, uh, something to do with heat and, and, and utilizing it, and that brings blood to the wound, and that's supposed to maybe help the heal process, but I'm not sure about a spring. Yeah, well, they talk about the DBs playing well in Lattimore along with uh, Debu and uh, Roby along with the, their draft choice, uh, Taylor. Uh, they say they've, they've been pretty good in camp. Uh, of course, there were a few Saints that didn't practice yesterday uh, due to, uh, of course, one being Jameis Winston and uh, others that uh, they say Peyton Turner's starting to heat it up a little bit. Now that he's back at camp, he's having a pretty good camp. Uh, in that regard, so uh, Dabu, you know all, how well he played last year. Uh, uh, Marcus Davenport, uh, no reason to panic, they say, but he's just having a slow return from uh, his injury. Um, elsewhere uh, in the Saints report, uh, uh, Kevin White, a former first-round draft pick who the Saints picked up last year and then cut, and then looks like he's back on the 90-man roster today. They just talking about he's dropped a few balls uh, competing against Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, along with uh, Thomas. He just a uh, big, physical, good-looking kid, uh, but it looks like he's going to have uh, issues making the team. Uh, elsewhere, you know, the seventh-round pick, uh, we talked about it. He's been suspended for six games and uh, for violating the league performance-enhancing policy. That's Baker, who's out of South Alabama, I believe, who played against the Cajuns. He's a pretty good-looking receiver, too. Uh the, elsewhere, the backup linebackers, uh, you know, Kiko Alonso was supposed to be there. He played for a day, you know, and then moved on. Then Chase Hansen and Allen, uh, Coach uh, Coach Allen Dennis, uh, clearly wanted to increase the competition there. So Eric Wilson, Zach Braun, along with Andrew Dow, have all had their moments during camp. Anywhere elsewhere with the Saints, uh, uh, Ethan Greenridge, uh, Greenidge, I should say, there's a lot to like about him. He's a big, powerful athlete, but he also could be uh, caught in the numbers game along with the line. Additional pinning and uh, Nick Martin, third-year uh, tackle, hasn't necessarily done anything. So coming out of St. Camp uh, with uh, their beat reporter, um, the Saints uh, starting to look pretty good. We've got to find out how good some of the backups look come uh, Saturday night. Yeah, indeed. And Again, I don't know how much you really learn in those games. Uh, you know, rookies playing against rookies. Uh, it's, you know, again, it, it is what it is. It's it's putting people in the stands and uh, making some revenue for NFL teams. Yeah, pretty much so. Uh, the owners, that's where they make a lot of their money, too, during the preseason, especially. I don't know if the Saints, I don't. I believe they'll sell out the, the home one home game they have, but uh, they get 50 thousand people in the seats 60,000 people you know buying uh adult beverages and hot dogs and uh chips and with a dip and that adds up quickly too uh, oh yeah because oh, yeah. they're, they're priced uh, i think a beer last time i remember buying a beer in the dome i think it was 12 or 14 dollars for a 16 ounce draft and uh there's a lot of money to be made uh 
and, and especially Coca-Colas and out of dispenser and iced tea and things of that nature, water bottles. I mean, you go buy a case of water bottles at any grocery store in town, pay $5, and uh, they sell one of those water bottles for, what, $4 maybe? So you can imagine you, one for 24 or whatever the case may be. So any, anyway, pretty interesting. Uh, elsewhere, uh, I found this uh, article on uh, uh, who should be the starting quarterback for LSU in 2022. And, uh, the, of course, the three names most prominent, uh, of course, are Garrett Nussmeyer, Miles Brennan, and Jaden Daniels. Of course, he's the uh, uh, transfer coming in from Arizona State. Nussmeyer, of course, played some last year. Brennan uh, slated to start uh, in 2020 but uh, got hurt and and missed out on a couple opportunities. And last year, unsuspecting, uh, slips on a wharf, I believe, and uh, hurts himself. But uh, anyway, Brennan, is he's tough. He's a tough guy, so he's come back. I think this is his sixth year, too, with the COVID year in a red shirt. Uh, and Les Nussmeyer is clearly head and shoulders above everyone else. Uh, there's no need to rush, uh, they say, uh, Brennan. But Brennan... Uh, uh, in the spring game, Brennan looked a part of a veteran. He was 11 out of 17, 99 yards, a touchdown with a solid arm talent. And he's put on about 40 pounds since his freshman year. So he's up near the 220 mark and weight when he showed up about 180. And he's six foot three, four. I don't know if he might even be six five. And, uh, hopefully his bad luck string will come to an end. Uh, they, they gotta watch in my opinion. I think Brennan's gonna start the year, but I think Jaden Daniels, Jeff, uh, is the most surefire quarterback on the LSU roster. Brennan has been with the Tigers for this is six year, like they said, and he's not had any consistency. So, uh, and this guy uh, at Arizona State, uh, he had 408 yards passing, three touchdowns in a game that uh, where he beat Justin Herbert, uh, the San Diego uh, Charger quarterback uh, in college. In that uh, 2019 season, Daniels was excellent. He threw off almost 3,000 yards, 17 touchdowns. Just two interceptions, completed 61% of his throws in a shortened four-game 2020 season due to coronavirus. Davis threw for 700 yards, five touchdowns, ran for 223. I think that's the key. He's more of a quarterback. If he can't find open receiver, he'll take off and run. And I think that's the plus for him against uh, Brennan and, for that matter, uh, is Nussmeyer, too. I, I just – Nussmeyer uh, – during the spring game, he completed nine out of 16 throws for 136 yards, a touchdown while leading the offense down the field. He scored a total of three times. So uh, he's extremely athletic, they say. He has arm talent. And I think his father at one time coached at McNeese, uh, I, I believe, uh, in that regard. So other other quarterbacks on the roster, of course, Trevon, uh, Trevon uh, Falk, Walker Howard, you know, the highly touted uh, incoming freshman who's been there since uh, midterm George Hamsley, uh, Quad Wilson, and Matt O'Dowell, which I'm sure a couple of those names are walk-ons. But um, LSU quarterback spot, we'll, we'll see what happens. About 28 minutes after, I probably need to take a break and uh, check in at New Iberia Senior High. Uh, uh, again, we're looking forward to Josh Learman joining us, uh, first-year head coach at NISH. Yes, and uh, uh, taking over a NISH team that uh, had uh, had the rough spots last year, but uh, hopefully he can turn things around um curious to see how many young men he might have out on the team this year anyway we're going to go ahead and take a break and be back with a head football coach from nish uh you're listening to Kane radio bayou sports at 107.5 fm and am 1240 hey guys if you're looking for the top golf experience in iberia parish you need to look no further than Kane row golf and turf club 
low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there Thursday night for Southern Jack Productions, and on Friday it's Cajun Company for the best of the Tesh Red Carpet After Party. And the next day it's Classic Country Saturday night with Butch Bourgeois. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and no bar with more outdoor seating. The Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on FM 107.5 and AM 1240 with Tony Landry along with Jeff Boggs. And on the line with us is uh, head football coach at Nish, uh, Josh Learman. And good morning, Coach. Good morning. How are you guys doing? So far, so good, Coach. Uh, welcome to Kane Radio. I know it's your first year, uh, uh, I guess, your first year as a head football coach, but uh, you've been at uh, Nish before. Why don't you give our uh, listeners a little update on yourself? Uh, things are going good here. Um, like I said, I spent a lot of time here at this school. I think 14 years of my career, 15 count this year, I've been spending niche. So, uh, it's, it's like, it's home to me. So, uh, only thing that's changed is now I'm, I guess I'm kind of in charge of what's going on. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but, but coach, uh, tell us uh, a little bit of, you know, obviously, uh, Nish struggle last year. Oh, and ten after a fairly successful year the year before. What were some of the things maybe you saw in that decline, and how do you build it back up? Oh uh, well, the, the the year before they had a really good class of a uh, senior class and and uh, a lot of good leaders. Uh, last year, I don't really know. There was a lot of games that they were in. You know, they just they just couldn't couldn't find a way to win those games. So. You know, right now we're just trying to get better every day so that we can we can pull win those close games and uh and, and like I said, our, our goal right now is to win one. Absolutely, uh, opening up the uh, offense a little bit. I understand. Yes, sir. Yeah, we've gone. They were in the wing too. We've gone to the spread, so uh, we'll, we won't be under center very often. We will. We'll get under center some, but uh, we'll be majority spread uh, four wide receiver type stuff. 
Very good. Tell us a little bit about your personnel, the, the folks who uh, hope to make a difference this year. Uh, well, on offense, uh, we have uh, Christian Walker, our receiver. Um, he has a chance to be really good. He, he played quarterback, I believe. A little. Uh, maybe his freshman, sophomore, and then some of last year, and then they moved him to receiver. But he has a chance to be really good. Our quarterback, Alan Hamilton, uh, who played quarterback last year, you know, now gets to show how well he can throw the ball even even more than before because we're going to throw the ball a lot more than they did. And uh, Shanga Charles, a sophomore running back, uh, who also started as a freshman last year for him, has a chance to uh, to really show what he can do also. On uh, on defense, um, uh, Makai Jones, is gonna, he, he's going to move from inside linebacker to an outside kind of backer for us. Uh, and uh, McKylan Phillips, who will be a corner, he has a chance to be pretty good also. Very good. What, what did you bring back as far as the coaching staff or uh, any additions you may have made there? Oh, uh, yeah, we've made quite a few. I, I believe uh, last year I think they finished the season with five coaches, and right now, counting myself, we have 11 coaches. So, mm. uh, you know, Chad Porsche will call the offense. Um Chad has head coaching experience. He was the head coach at Brobridge. I worked for Chad at Brobridge. Uh, Tyler Borks on staff. Um, Scott Trahan, who coached with us when I was with Coach Hudson for all, every, all those years that we were with Coach Hudson, has come back to help coach. Eli Llewellyn, the baseball coach, has come back. And then we've added, um, and then Caesar Trahan was here already, but we've added Taj Lopez, Brennan Robichaud, TJ Gardner, Peter Derwan. And um, I think that's I think that's everybody. Eleven of them. <laughs> All right, hey, Coach. Uh, of course, uh, again, your your schedule. Uh, you know, you open up with a state champion and uh, an in town rival, and uh, might have an opportunity to knock them off. But boy, they're talented too, Coach. So, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your schedule this year? And how many how many uh, district games do you have this year? Eight or nine? Is that correct? We have eight eight district games. So we we open up with Westgate, which that's a great challenge, but a great opportunity also. But our first five games, three of the three of the five teams have won a state championship in the last two years between Westgate, Acadiana, and Crow. So, you know, it's going to be a challenge, but it's a good opportunity for these kids, you know, to, to, to show to show that they can compete with with, with championship programs. Now, uh, with uh, regards to, of course, your second game. Uh, You'll uh, play at home against Sam Houston. They also have a fine squad. They also they're also pretty talented. And then you you got to go to Lafayette to take on Acadiana. Then Southside right. comes home. You go again away to face Karen Crow. Uh, come back home to take on the Opelousas Tigers. Uh, also at home you have Barb High School. No more to say about them. How good they've been uh, over the years. And then Como away, Sulphur away, and uh, come back home to play a longtime rival in Lafayette High. Uh, tell us a little bit. Just uh, I know to go through quickly uh, about uh, about the teams you'll face this year. Well, I, I, District Three Five Eight has always been very tough. You know, I'm, one 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 thing that's good is I've I've coached in it for most of my career, so I'm I'm familiar with a lot of these teams. Know the coaches. You know, know really good friends with a lot of the coaches in the district. Uh, but no game's gonna be, you know, you gotta, you gotta be prepared and you have to compete every single game because anybody can beat anybody. Yeah. So it's gonna be challenging, but, uh, you know, I, I think these kids can compete at the level it takes. We're just, we have to learn how to win. 
Sure. Yeah, and that's important, too, to keep these uh, their minds going and uh, the feeling that you, you can compete and you can beat uh, the teams on your uh, schedule to play. Uh, also, Coach, uh, I don't know how often you get asked this about the select, non-select, but uh, do you, uh, any of the teams in your uh, district going to uh, have they – uh, I know you speak with the coaches occasionally. Do any of them, uh, uh, I guess most of them were listed, the Lafayette schools anyway, were put into the select category. Did any of them file appeals to uh, get out of that? And do you know if any of them have uh, been accepted uh, uh, on their appeals or their appeals were rejected? Do you have any idea? And what's your thoughts on the select, non-select? No, I haven't heard anything. And, okay. And I haven't even had time to – to think about my thoughts on that because I'm just trying to get us better every single day. So I don't, I don't, I have no clue who's. Okay. I know most of them are are select, uh, but I don't know if any of them filed appeals or anything. I, I think all of them did file appeals, they did. Uh, but but again, it's um, not till September that they're going to hear those appeals. Okay, and okay. we also know that it only affects the postseason, so. Yeah, no reason to dive into that just yet, especially when you're trying to turn a program around as you are. Yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about um, your scrimmage uh, opponent and uh, Jamboree, a different format for Nish uh, in the Jamboree this year. Yeah, we're, uh, we're going to scrimmage Patterson. Uh, which that's, that, I was the defensive coordinator there last year, so I set that up right when I got the job because they're going to have a really good group, a group, really good senior class. So they should be pretty good. So it'll be a good challenge, a good, a good uh, uh, indicator of where we're at right now, you know. And then uh, the jamboree is just different this year because we play Westgate Week One, so we had to we had to make some changes because it, it it's it's not ideal to play a jamboree against someone and turn around and play in Week One. So we had to we we found Franklin, so we're going to go play Franklin in the jamboree. Okay, and that's going to be at Franklin or. At Franklin, yes, sir. Will that be the 25th or 26th? Uh, whatever that Friday is. Okay, it is right now. the 26th. Uh, and the scrimmage, that's going to be where and when? Uh, that's going to be at Patterson uh, next, next a week from today, next Thursday. Gotcha. Uh, Coach, so right now that could that could change if we keep getting all this rain. Oh, sure. I've already talked to him. We have the turf, so oh, okay. it, it could get changed. But as of now, it's still at Patterson. Uh, Coach, uh, you mentioned that you'll run the spread offense. Uh, and if you mention it, uh, what what type of defense will uh, the Yellow Jackets incorporate this year? We're in a, we're going to be in a three four defense, the same okay. defense that we ran all those years that I was here. Okay, so you're more familiar with that. And then uh, I, I, you mentioned, of course, this is your first year back at uh, Nish as the head football coach. But I'm, I, I educate me with. Uh, uh, how long has it been since you've been at Nish? I know you were under Rick Hudson for many years, but how, how many right. years were you away? Uh, the year uh, Coach Hudson retired, which, which I believe was four years yeah, ago, I think, huh? Three years ago, yeah. Okay, I left and went to Bro Bridge for two years, and then I was at Patterson last year. Okay, so you're very familiar with the surroundings and the educators, and of course, uh, uh, with Nish, do they do they have a new principal this year too? Oh uh, yes, uh, Emmanuel Harding's the new principal, and and, and uh, I actually coached Emmanuel. Oh, oh wow! Right. Oh wow! Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, of course the hats have been changed, though. <laughs> now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you work for him. Anyway, but coach, right. uh, first couple of days of school, uh, I, I trust those have gone well. 
Oh uh, yeah, it's going well. Yesterday was the first day. Today's the uh, the second day. Everything is going great. Mister Mister Harding's going to do a great job as the principal. Yeah, uh, Coach. Uh, in regards to that too, um, with the the upcoming season, of course. Uh, uh, how many how many young men uh, kids you have out for the the squad this year? Uh, counting freshmen, we have about ninety nine kids right now. Oh wow! So yeah, so the numbers the numbers when I got, when we, when we got here were really low, but we they've they've gone back up tremendously, which is a which is a very good sign. You got to have numbers. Yeah, we, you know, there was always talk uh, years ago that, uh, of course, the talent that Nish had, of course, there were one school back there 20-plus years ago. Uh, the coaches always had to fight. Uh, that Sometimes the talk was they had more talent walking in the halls than they had out on the field. Hopefully, uh, uh, you can, as you said, uh, with approximately 100 kids out for football, uh, any one class uh, has uh, unproportionately uh, maybe more kids out, like maybe you have – 35 uh, freshmen or or 30 uh, uh, juniors. Uh, any disproportionate numbers with class? Uh, we, I, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of guessing, but uh, okay. we had about. I think we have 16 seniors or uh, maybe 17 juniors. But then our freshmen and sophomores, both classes are over 30. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. You can work with them, coach, and uh, build uh, your offense and defense and uh, your schemes. Uh, to have them uh, uh, work with that uh, for three and four years at, to your benefit, too. Right. And another good thing that happened is we had some kids uh, from basketball that are now playing uh, football and some kids from baseball that are now that have now come, come to uh, play football also. So those guys were just playing one sport. Well, now they're, now they're playing two sports, which I think is good because I, I also coach basketball with Chad. Coach Porcho, uh-huh. and uh, I've coached baseball with Coach Llewellyn, so we us three are pretty good friends. So, you know, there'll never be trying to encourage kids to play one sport. We want them all to play multiple sports. Sure, and yeah, and it even helps uh, with coordinations and uh, different reflexes with each different sport. Uh, Coach, right. uh, you know, of course, uh, you ha- when your skim your scrimmage is uh, in. Ten days or a week from tonight. A week from tonight. Okay. Yeah, a week from today. And hopefully the weather cooperates a little bit where you can play in in, uh, uh, Patterson. If not, the chances are you might move it uh, here to New Iberia due to your turf. Yeah, if we if if we if their field's too wet or they've got a lot of rain, just like we have, then we can always move it here. Okay, and uh, coach, uh, hopefully next week at this time, uh, have a little more information with us with your team and how things are going and preparation and all. And uh, we look forward to having you on each week uh, here on Bayou Sports. Uh, let our listeners know how the Yellow Jackets are doing. All right, thank you. I appreciate what y'all do, uh, uh, coach. Thank you once again. Appreciate Coach Josh Learman joining us, New Iberia Senior High, uh, first year head coach, uh, but uh, long time. Uh, in the programs, so. yeah, uh, looking forward to see how you can do and reverse that trend of last year and uh, get things moving. Uh, new administration, new coach, uh, and as he mentioned, uh, they finished last year with five coaches, and I think now they have eleven. Uh, boy, that helps out a lot no too. More no individual. I know, I know Coach Indest uh, talks about that quite a bit. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And it's always important that you uh, you can have that many more co- coaches just uh, for more opportunity to teach. Young men, uh, the how to play the game, and uh, it's it's just so important in that regard. So, anyway, and hopefully, Jeff. one less thing the head coach has to worry about. You hope, you know, that, that, that's the key. You hope, 
and, and I'm sure uh, it sounds like he's got a great staff there. So uh, we'll he does. But boy, what a what a tough sketch or two yeah. to jump into uh, with uh, in five A three five A. Yeah, a lot of fine football teams they'll be playing. So, but the Yellow Jackets they have some talent, and with a hundred kids out there, hopefully he can find uh, old twenty five thirty of them. They can uh, get ready to play each uh, Friday night. We do look forward to broadcasting that first regular season game. Uh, Nish hosting Westgate again. That's on our broadcast schedule. And by the way, the Kane Pocket Guide is at the printer, and hopefully we'll be. Uh, making them available at our sponsor locations as well as here at the Kane studio beginning sometime next week. Yeah, that is that is correct. So anyway, uh, we're going to go ahead and take our next break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answer to pain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio. Uh, a big uh, Thursday here, uh, August the 11th. And some uh, just a little lightning round here. Uh, USFL pipeline. 42 players from the USFL's inaugural season have signed with the NFL teams. Of course, and it doesn't mean they'll make an opening day right. roster. But, <laughs> but, but, right. but, it, but it is indicative of what uh, the USFL kind of hope that they could be uh, showcase a few players uh, uh, if the NFL can use it as somewhat of a developmental league then maybe it has some success and people watch the USFL next year knowing that hey I, I'm actually watching games or players that might eventually be NFL talent that's that's correct and uh, of the 32 NFL teams 26 of them have uh, former US, USFL players on their training camp rosters so uh as we said, uh, we'll see how that uh, turns out. But 
haven't made the team, but there'll be one or two, three, maybe a few more make NFL rosters. I go back to the 80s, mid-80s, when the original USFL league folded. There were a lot of fine players coming out of that But it was different. It was different. There were a lot more money being thrown around to attract them. They tried to compete with the NFL. They obviously took a lot of guys who would have gone to the NFL you know, the Steve Youngs. Um, oh, he's the, the Jim Kelly. Uh, that's uh, right. Sam Mills. Herschel Walker. Sam Mills yeah. makes it into the Hall of Fame. So uh, a lot a lot of good things. Uh, do we have a caller on the line? I do believe we do. Uh, you're on Bayou Sports. Thanks for joining us. Yes, we do have a call on the line. What's going on, guys? Hey, how are we doing there? You're getting ready, man. You pumped up? Oh, no, we're ready. Listen, <laughs> haven't seen Indes. <laughs> Neither have we, to be very but honest with you. Worried about, worried about loyalty. Nothing money can't buy. No big deal. Not even worried. That <laughs> over stuff, nothing happening punk from the gym. I ain't seen him either. I might show up over there Saturday. He, I don't even know if he's coming. I don't even know where he's at. I, he I don't probably know. weighs about 380 pounds right now with that big watermelon head he's got. <laughs> Well, anyway, I, you, if he shows up, if if he shows up, I'm gonna slap his face off. That's the first thing gonna happen. In other words, All you right? won't need you won't need a tin pan, huh? So anyway, for folks who I may not be aware, this is H M Flair uh, calling this us. Uh, H M Flair, t- absolutely. Remind us about Saturday night's event. So Saturday night, we supposed to have. I'll be there. We're supposed to have a local legends match. I'm ready. Like I said, Stone Man, Stonehead, whatever you want to call him, the idiot. I haven't seen the idiot in I don't know how long. So we'll see what happens. Index, supposed to be around. If not, they worried about loyalty. Nothing money can't buy. Very easy. Very easy. No doubt. So we shall see what will happen. Yeah, you guys have an uh, official uh, standing by in case Indus doesn't show up. We can, I don't need an official. I don't <laughs> need anything. I just need Stoney to show up. I mean, three weeks ago, I want to say it was three weeks ago. You know, he was. He went. That that's the last time I saw. I saw him. He was in Morgan City, wrestling, wrestling a guy that I thought was going to get something done for me, but he didn't. Now I understand uh, you may have gotten involved in that Morgan well, City I, melee. I did. I, I, did. I had. I, I, I thought Ron was going to be able to, you know, do the job that I that I didn't really feel like going to, but I'm going to do it myself this time if, if he comes. So I was watching it, had enough of it, pulled a ref out the ring when he was trying to count him after he did his little baby power slam and turned around and he was arguing with Joey Jackson, so I just went in the ring, turned around, kicked him in the gut, and I dumped him, you know, stuck my boot in his face, told him that was the second time. I rubbed that alligator on the side of his face. You know what I mean? <laughs> Got on the mic, told him this time I did it with my Rolex on and a 
pair of alligator boots, and I told him he couldn't afford to buy them, but he would taste them. So I took my boot off and hit him square in, his, square in that big old watermelon forehead he's got. Left him there for a little while, ran out, and got out the ring. I mean, this guy, listen, this guy does not have a shot if he gets in the ring. That's all I got to say. And, and listen, he's coming with the dirtiest player in the game. That's all I, I so we'll see what will happen to him if he comes. So I, I don't know. All right, we, we may hear from him uh, shortly. Yeah, I got a feeling he's listening to this broadcast right now. Uh, he probably, he probably, he's probably gonna. He probably changed the channel when he heard my 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 voice. Be honest with you, he doesn't <laughs> want to hear what I gotta say. You understand? Sure. He doesn't want to hear what I have to say because, I mean, I, I haven't seen. Look, what, what what happened to him? I dumped him. What three weeks ago, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. I haven't. If somebody would have done that to me, I'd have found them. I mean, I'd have found them that night, the next day. I didn't even. I don't even see him. He's saving it for the ring. He's saving it for the audience. Oh well, he better save up a lot. That's all I gotta say. And so. that that is uh, uh, Saturday night, the thirteenth. Uh, you know, the, the doors open and uh, when everything begins to. Uh, Oh, yeah. I think uh, doors open at 6.30. All right. No, 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 no. Sorry. Starts at 6.30. Doors open at 5.30. Okay. All right. Open at 5.30. So over at the West St. Mary uh, Community West Center. Mary, yeah. West St. Mary. Uh, uh, that's Center. on 182 just before? Um... It's uh, it's uh, it's close to the, I would say it's close to the Highway 90 in retrospect. Yeah, off of Highway 90. I think it's 319. Yeah, I think I think that is. It's 319, yeah. So yeah, you make a left right there on on uh, three nineteen, and it's uh, right there on the right hand side, if I'm not mistaken. So anyway, that's what uh, that's what we're gonna have going on if they show up. You know, Stony, I, I I don't know. We'll see, but you know, we'll see what he's all about. I hear you. Fair I enough. hear you. H M Flair, right. appreciate you checking in. Yes, appreciate all right, it. Y'all have a y'all have a great day. Guys. All right, good luck all to right. you uh, Saturday night. Appreciate uh, those guys uh, checking in. I have seen Stone Man uh, in the last uh, week or so, um, and I, I have a feeling he's paying attention uh, here. I know he was going to try and uh, check in with us at some point this week, but uh, we would welcome his call. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised that the uh, next call we may get might be that one. So in the uh, meantime, of course, all the proceeds from uh, this game, uh, a game of this match, I should say, uh, from the concessions, help out the uh, – uh, uh, I think there's been a change. Okay, all if right. If you're thinking uh, back to the original proposal, okay. I think there is a change, uh, but uh, perhaps Stony. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good night. Uh, it uh, wrestling uh, extraordinaire, and uh, our two uh, wrestlers here uh, uh, will go at it uh, Saturday night over at the West St. Mary Community Center. So, uh, as he mentioned, doors open around five thirty, and everything gets going around six thirty. So. Uh, Something you may, you may uh, if nothing's going on, you may want to take a little 12-mile ride, 13-mile ride to check it out if you're from New Iberia. Anyway, Jeff, uh, anything else? Just uh, a couple of quick notes. Uh, you know, Serena Williams earlier this week announced uh, that she was winding down her career, that maybe the U.S. Open might be her last. Well, she's done in Canada. That uh, was a one-and-done uh, first-round uh, loss for Serena Williams, and you, you just wonder if her heart 
was in it. Yeah. And, and just the, the whole idea. And she's very at peace with her decision to exit. But, uh, again, Williams played a second-round match against Belinda Benchik of Switzerland on Wednesday night, stepped onto the court with everyone aware she could be competing for the last time in front of Canadian tennis fans. Hale uh, said, uh, I hope not. Uh, again, he was known, uh, Serena and her sister, for more than 20 years since they began uh, coming to Toronto in, I guess, 2000. But it was as the 12th-ranked Benchik won in straight sets 6-2, Six four. So it was the first match after she made the announcement, but not the first round of that tournament. So, oh, okay. Uh, I'm corrected. Yeah, that's a Canadian Open, I do believe, that uh, she was playing in. Uh, the U.S. Open usually takes place around uh, the uh, Labor Day, uh, the week right before Labor Day weekend and all. I think the finals usually come up around that time up in New York on a fast court to uh, – Anyway, uh, Jeff, also, uh, before we go to another break, uh, Super Bowl odds for this year as of August, uh, yesterday, August the 10th. The Bills, the, uh, favorite, followed by the Buccaneers, the Chiefs, the Rams, uh, coming fourth, uh, Packers fifth, Chargers sixth, 49ers seventh, the Broncos eighth, the Cowboys ninth, and the Ravens tenth. Bengals are eleventh, last year's, uh, Super Bowl participant. Uh, you ask, well, where are the Saints? They come in at 21st. Uh, a four thousand plus. In other words, I guess you put up a hundred bucks, you could win four thousand uh, dollars. They might have a few takers out there uh, to see if the Saints make the Super Bowl. A uh, hundred dollar investment bring you four thousand. Uh, I don't call that too shabby. Of course, uh, uh, the Bills come in at six fifty, seven fifty is a bucks. Chiefs uh, break the four number barrier at a thousand, along with eleven hundred for the Rams. Of course, the Rams are the defending champion and. Uh, uh, in the NFL, uh, but uh, Sportsbook puts that out, uh, and it looks like uh, the Bills are one to uh, take that on. So, uh, anyway, uh, just looking through some other uh, uh, headlines here uh, in that regard, uh, just uh, looking at the big picture. Of course, the big baseball game tonight, uh, Field of Dreams over up in Iowa, where the Cubs and the Reds, uh, do you know whose home game uh, this may be? Uh, who? Pretty sure it's uh, the Reds' home game. The Reds' home game. Both teams are wearing what look like home jerseys, though. I, I did finally see the Cincinnati jersey and pinstri- red pinstripes uh, with a similar breast logo uh, in the corner as they uh, have shown in the past. Uh, not a, l- a little bit of a variation, uh, probably something they used in the okay. early days uh, of that. I think they called them the red legs back then, too. At one point they did, and I think it had something to do with communism. Yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, just the Field of Dreams game tonight. Uh, it's It comes on at uh, 7.15 Eastern time, so that should be uh, approximately 8.15 our time. Is that correct? No, no. That, it's, I'm pretty sure that's central time. Okay. All right. Anyway, 8,000 fans will be hoping the Cubs and the Reds can recreate last year's Hollywood ending. Uh, the Reds' throwback uniforms are inspired by that 1919 World Series went over the Black Sox. Of course, that was the now White that, Sox. That would have been a kick. Reds playing them last year. That's right. White Sox. But That's right. You know, it doesn't always work out that you play interleague, though, against any particular team. Now, next year, that'll be the case. Everybody will play everybody at least once. That's right. And uh, not that I'm a fan of interleague play at all, but yeah. uh, that would have been kind of a hoot last year. Anyway, mic'd up tonight be Ian Happ and Joey Votto will be mic'd up. Uh, any past indication, Votto will be the must-see TV, and this game means a lot to him. So uh, 
We'll see how that uh, comes around. The Captain, uh, that's an episode with uh, a final with Derek, uh, Derek Jeter is on. Also, uh, preseason games tonight, the Giants at the Patriots, along with the Titans at the Ravens. Uh, I think uh, one, I think the Ravens game is going to be on the NFL Plus. Uh, I guess the Giants and the Patriots uh, will be on the uh, regular. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, uh, just, uh, of course, Little League still going at it. Uh, in that regard, so they got five games on today on ESPN uh, for heading to, for the young men to head to uh, Williamsport in Pennsylvania. And uh, Field of Dreams was released in 1989, Jeff. We were wondering which year it came out and uh, which other classic baseball movies were released that same year. Uh, uh, trying to think that uh, I think you're right that um, I think was it. Was it uh, a League of Their Own? Maybe no. Released? League of Their Own was ninety two. Okay, summer of ninety two. So we got a little big league, and I remember that well because it was one of the last movies I saw in a theater before I moved to Louisiana about a month later. Oh, okay, all right. Anyway, I'm just trying to see uh, what uh, what other movie was up. It was a uh, Major League was released that year with Tom Benson and uh, Tom. Uh, oh man. Uh, he played in a lot of movies. Berenger. Uh, yeah, Berenger. Correct. Of. Yeah, Tom Berenger. And of course, uh, a much younger uh, Sheen. Uh, yeah, Charlie Sheen. Yeah, yeah. Wild Thing. And uh, also was uh, Willie Mays Hayes was uh, 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 the uh, actor now of thirty seven more for later. action movies than yeah. comedies. Oh, his name escapes me right now. But they had a lot of stars in that movie. Uh Corbin Cor- Burnson. Yeah, Benson, that's right, was in that movie, uh along with uh a few unknowns though too. Um yeah, like the guy who played the manager who just recently died. Yeah. Um I mean he had been a bit of a character actor, but that was a big one for him. It that it was and uh so uh So lot- big I can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh an older gentleman. He also played in uh the movie uh, The Natural too. It, no, that was someone else. I'm thinking of uh, the old guy who who was 50 and he looked like he was 75. Wilford Brimley. Brimley, yeah. yeah. Also uh, in a lot of movies in his day and time. Anyway, uh, let's... They did a great uh, bit role in uh, Seinfeld, too. Yes. You know, uh, that was when he played the uh, Postmaster General and... <laughs> <laughs> Kramer. Anyway, good stuff. Oh, yeah. Wesley Snipes was our, uh, was it, Willie yeah. Mays Hayes. So uh, thanks for that text I just received from someone. Anyway, uh, Jeff, let's go ahead and take our break, and uh, we'll come back with Today in Sports History uh, to wrap up uh, Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back after this. Okay, people, summer's here. You know what that means. Oh, we could, we could fly. Yeah, it's time to make a splash at Hurricane Harbor Splashtown. Race down an epic slide, float down the lazy river, and catch a few waves. It's time to soak up some sun. Hungry? Bite into a serious burger. Want to make a few memories? Just add water. Remember, this is your summer. This is Hurricane Harbor, and it's better than ever. Tickets starting at just $34.99 at SixFlags.com. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. 
the Corner Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there Thursday night for Southern Jack Productions, and on Friday it's Cajun Company for the best of the Tesh Red Carpet After Party. And the next day it's Classic Country Saturday Night with Butch Bourgeois. Remember, never a cover at the Corner Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and no bar with more outdoor seating. The Corner Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Sliman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Cane Row, and Sugar Oak. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 1075. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on our big Thursday, August the 11th for Today in Sports History. In this date in 1919, the Green Bay Packers football club was founded by George Calhoun and Curly Lambeau and, of course, uh, named after sponsor Indian Packing Company is where they got the term, the Packers. And, uh, of course, today uh, the Packers uh, still have that uh, independence in their stadium. Elsewhere, in 1926, Cleveland and India's future Baseball Hall of Famer, Tris Speaker, hits his 700 double uh, against the White Sox at Dunfield in Cleveland. Elsewhere, in 1928, New York Giants future Hall of Famer pitcher Carl Hubbell registers his first Major League victory with a 4 nothing shutout of Phillies at the Polo Grounds. Elsewhere, in 1929, New York Yankee slugger Babe Ruth becomes the first Major League player to hit a 500 home home run. In 1950, in a 4-for-38 slump, who would have thought that? The Yankees' great Joe DiMaggio is benched for the first time. Mm. Anyway, Jolt and Joe. In 1951, the first televised baseball game in color on in w- 51 in, in color? In color, WCBS in New York City as the Braves beat the Brooklyn Dodgers 8-1. to one. Elsewhere in 19... 19- two people had color TVs then, but... <laughs> it maybe, maybe. It was broadcast in color, but who saw it? Anyway, when the, you know, when the tree falls in the wood, who hears yeah. it? Pretty much the same thing. 1961, the Braves uh, future Hall of Fame pitcher Warren Spahn records his 300th victory beating the Cubs at County Stadium in Milwaukee. Of course, Spahn goes on to win 363 games in his Major League career. Elsewhere in 62, the Dodgers protest as San Francisco manager Alvin Dork, that's a former LSU boy, orders the Candlestick Grounds crew to water down the base pass to hinder an all-star and MVP that year, Maury Wills' base-stealing attempts. <laughs> you know, back in the day, in the, sometime in the late 40s, LSU, Gaynell Tinsley was the coach at LSU. He watered down the Tiger Stadium that night to keep uh, Choo Choo Justice, the North Carolina great uh, all-around uh, quarterback running back uh, from uh, making his moves but Choo Choo Justin LSU beat him that year it was one of the three conference champions that that year in 49 they beat to to advance to the Sugar Bowl to play Oklahoma and that got ugly I guess Maury Wills was not a mutter <laughs> he wasn't a mutter at all <laughs> yeah they used to opposing coaches who came to Lloyd G. Porter Used to think that they watered down the sidelines really? over there. It was just crappy drainage. Yeah, pretty the, much. The water would drain right uh, to the sideline, and 
Uh, it's just seemed the visiting sideline got the worst of it. And, you know, that was the baseball field many years for the old Cardinals and Pelicans back in the it's day amazing. until they built uh, the Acadiana Ballpark is where they uh, ended up moving in uh, the early 50s. Elsewhere, uh, in 1968, Satchel Page at 62 years of age, needing 158 days on his major league payroll to get a pension. is signed by the Braves. He doesn't pitch and becomes a coach. So uh, hats off to the Braves owner at that particular time to give uh, Satchel Page his pension in, in that regard. And I'm pretty sure I know who the uh, owner was. Um, it was Bill Bartholomew, and we got to talk about him in a few moments, too. 1969, future Hall of Famer Don Drysdale, the last Dodger to play in Brooklyn, retires because of damage to his right pitching shoulder. Uh, so I thought maybe somebody else... Maybe somebody like Don Zimmer might have still been playing, who was one of the old Brooklyn Dodgers. Don't know if he was still what, with the Cubs. Did Drysdale exit? He uh, 60, 69. No, that no Zimmer would have been. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, was, Zimmer. But he, he was, was managing a few years. Yeah, he seven, did. He did. But uh, it seemed like there was somebody else on that uh, Brooklyn Dodger team that uh, remained for a good many years. That uh, is 10, 11 years. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And Drysdale. Uh, Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look into that. Elsewhere in 84, Carl Lewis duplicates Jesse Owens' 1936 feat by winning his fourth Olympic gold medal as a part of the 4 by 100 relay team at a world record time of 37.83. In 1984, Cincinnati uh, Reds retired Johnny Bench's number five. Wade Bench hole could hold seven, eight baseballs in one hand. Anywhere, uh, anyway, in 2016, super swimmer Michael Phelps wins his – uh, 200 meter individual relay, and at the Rio de Janeiro Olympics, over third athlete, first swimmer to win four consecutive Olympic gold medals in one event. Birthdays today, as I mentioned, in 1928, Bill Bartholomew uh, was a businessman and major league owner of uh, the Milwaukee Braves and the Atlanta uh, Braves. Uh, he owned them from '62 to '76 when he sold them to Ted Turner. He was born in Chicago, Illinois, on this date, and in 1953. Terry Bolia, I believe is his name, a WWF heavyweight champion. That was Hulk Hogan, born on this mm. day in 1953 in Augusta, Georgia. I wonder if he had, had passes to the Masters. Anyway, the quote of the day, I became a good pitcher when I stopped trying to make them miss the ball and start trying to make them hit the ball. That was from Sandy Koufax. Mm, interesting. And Koufax, I believe, I believe it was Norm Sherry, the catcher of the Dodgers, was the one that instructed Koufax to just don't try to throw it as hard as you can on every pitch. Just try to throw strikes. And he'd slowed down his speed a little bit, but yet, in essence, slowing down his speed, picked up his speed. And Koufax ended up uh, in the early 60s to about 66 to probably being the finest pitcher in Major League Baseball in that time period. Yeah. Shame uh, his career uh, wrapped yeah. up. He was starting to have some arm troubles, uh, but yeah, arthritic, also yeah. uh, had uh, an opportunity to step out on top. He did, and uh, those six years from '61 to '66, it was he was just impossible to hit. And saw him pitching the dome one night, and I think he struck out 13 or 14 Astros in a seven or eight inning stint. He went, but uh, Sandy Koufax, and still with us today too. So oh, yeah. it's great too. See, so he comes to the Dodger, I guess, training camp in uh, Florida. When he's allowed to, or maybe the Dodgers. Actually, they're in Arizona now. That's right. They moved from Vero Beach years ago. Hard to believe they are not in Vero Beach. Yeah, you're right about that. Anyway, Jeff, uh, any more headlines for us? Yeah, just a couple of things. Uh, Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson uh, is expected to start Friday's preseason opener against the Jags. Team made the announcement yesterday just before boarding a flight to Jacksonville. 
Watson and the Browns waiting to see whether he'll be suspended longer than the six-game suspension he was handed, of course, for violating the personal conduct policy. Um, Yesterday, we talked about Roger Goodell on Tuesday telling reporters that the league is seeking a season-long suspension and postseason suspension. And I would imagine if that's the case, he's done for the preseason, too. Yeah. But, but knowing that he could, at least at this point, you got a plan for Week 7, and so he's still working out in training camp. And that quarterback the Saints inked was K.J. Costello uh, with uh, Winston on the men. Now, just another probably a practice arm. Uh, you know, with only three quarterbacks in camp and the repetitions they have to go through. Uh, so they brought in uh, uh, that young man, K.J. Costello, who I think played with the Rams at one time and uh, did a pretty decent job uh, for them uh, as a backup over the years. So uh, anyway, uh, he played at Mississippi State. He was the one that set that record <laughs> against the Tigers when he threw for like 600 yards in, that, in an afternoon game in Tiger Stadium. I think that was year after LSU had won the national championship with uh, – Joe Burrow moving on. He threw for an SEC 623 yards in this article. It says here back here in 2020, which set the SEC record for single-game passing yardage. Uh, I think he completed 40 passes that afternoon. But uh, he spent time with the Chargers. It wasn't the Rams. So, And also the USFL Philadelphia Stars. So uh, Saints signed him for another Army camp while Winston's down with, a, with that uh, foot injury. Hopefully nothing serious. So he'll be back hopefully maybe in a week or so. No doubt. A couple other NFL headlines. Uh, looks like uh, the Spanos boys uh, are over each other. Uh, the Chargers co-owner D. Spanos uh, drops uh, the demand that Brother Dean sell the team. So uh, the Danos family will retain control of the now L.A. Chargers. And what else? Brett Favre uh, said he thinks he suffered thousands of concussions during his NFL career. I don't know about thousands. He played a lot of games. But I don't think he played a thousand. I don't think can, he can you receive well twenty times uh, twenty is four hundred. So uh, he played for twenty years, say, and he, he didn't play twenty games a year. You know, maybe if you include the exhibition games, but uh, that's four hundred. So half of that. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm not certain I trust Brett Favre's math skills anyway, especially if he had that many concussions. <laughs> But uh, there's no doubt he took a few hits, uh, but uh, an amazing record of consecutive games. That's right. Uh, that that That's another one of those records. Don't know if that will ever be broken. What was it? Uh, close to 300 games I think he played in over his period. Of course, we're not talking about exhibition games. We're talking about uh, the regular, regular season, season games and playoffs. I don't think he missed a playoff game. No. That that game in the championship game against the Saints. And, uh, As a Viking. Yeah. He was, uh, man, he took some shots, and uh, you'd think he'd be out of the game. They'd rub him down on the sideline, and he hops back up, and he's back in the game until that last up. Uh, there was six. no bounty. There was no bounty. No, of course, there wasn't. No, not not no. then. But anyway, uh, until that pass was intercepted by Terry Porter, uh, it looked like the Vikings were headed to the Super Bowl that year. Like anyway, he made another big interception in that postseason. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he, he ran about uh, seventy-four yards uh, untouched. Yeah, and it was so obvious uh, as soon as. As soon as I saw Porter, uh, eyes light up. Uh, he knew he had uh, the sideline all the way. He did, and, uh, you know, Manning made a futile attempt to try to get him, but uh, was pushed away. Can't remember the saint that did it. Uh, uh, but uh, Terry Porter, with his fist pumping, 
for the last 30 yards, heading into the end zone and watching the game with a couple of buddies. One of them said as soon as that pass was intercepted. That's goes, the ball game. The Saints are going to win the Super Bowl, you know, just like that. Would have been an um, Almost impossible for uh, the Colts to come back. Uh, yeah, fourteen down, two possessions. Yeah, yeah, that's just with uh, a little under three minutes left to go in the game. Anyway, that's to it, it, Jeff here today. Uh, today in sports history on Bayou Sports on Kane Radio FM one hundred seven five and AM twelve forty. Want to thank Coach Josh Learman for being with us this morning. He'll be with us uh, each uh, Thursday around uh, 7.30 to answer. Uh, if you want to give us phone calls when these coaches are on the line. Uh, we, we can't take a call when they're on the line. That's right. You're, I stand corrected. Maybe you can text us. But, but you could also call in advance and yeah. say, hey, when you get Coach on, uh, ask him this. You're right. That, or, I forgot again, about that. You're right. Yeah, and, and uh, our Facebook page, uh, either the Tesh Matters Facebook page or the Kane 1240 Facebook page, um, you could message us there. Yeah, stand corrected on that. Anyway, that, that's it, Jeff, unless you have some other headlines today for uh, Bayou Sports. No, but do want to thank, uh, we want to thank uh, H.M. Flair for calling in. Oh, absolutely. Too. No doubt about it. And we thank our sponsors, L.A. Classic Roofing, the Quarter Tavern, King Row Golf and Turf Club, Schwing Insurance, Headache and Pain Center, Golf Show, or not the Golf Show, Fishing and Hunting Show, tomorrow uh, right after news, weather and our obituary notices. But, uh, again, Bayou Sports at about 7.45 on a Friday.